listening to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 24, Fall in Love with Nursing. Welcome to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. This is the podcast for nurses who know that to take care of your patients and your families, first, you need to take care of yourself. If you're ready to create a balanced, beautiful, and bold life, you're in the right place. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. How you guys doing? I feel like I've been taking you on tour with me. My family's been traveling a lot over the past month, two months, and so it seems like every couple weeks when I'm recording a podcast, I'm in a new location. So thanks for coming along. This week we are in Utah. So I hope you can imagine the beautiful mountains and (laughs) it's really nice weather right now. Fall in Utah is gorgeous. Um, But we're here for my sister's wedding. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going down to southern Utah to Canyonlands National Park. That's where she's um, getting married. And we're going to camp for a few days. And yeah, it should be a ton of fun. So I'm glad you guys get to come along on all my family vacations with me. (laughs) But today in our episode, we're going to be talking about falling in love with nursing. I want to help you guys love your job right now exactly as it is. I know a lot of times we think of all the things we would like to change so we could love our jobs. We think we need staffing ratios to change, right? If our patient acuity wasn't so high and we weren't getting pulled in so many different directions, then we'd be able to give the quality of care we want to give to our patients. And so we think that needs to change for us to love our jobs. Or if you have a conflict with your manager, with a coworker, if there's some personality quirks, that you think make it difficult for you to enjoy your job, then that could be one thing you wish would change, right? Maybe it's your schedule. Maybe the schedule you have now makes it really hard for you to feel rested, get a good night's sleep, or to see your family or your partner, the people that you love. And so you're struggling to juggle your work life with your life outside of work. So all of these things we tend to think are the problem. We're like, if that was just a little different, then I would love my job, then things would be great. But what I want to tell you today is that none of that needs to change, that you can love your job right now exactly as it is. So to help you really apply what I'm going to teach you today, I have a free download for you. So this download is called the Fall in Love with Nursing Guidebook. And in it, there are a couple powerful exercises I'm going to walk you through. And these exercises are going to help you find more significance in your work, find it more fulfilling, and create that meaning we all want to get from our jobs. So what we do is first, I help you identify your pain points. So these are the tasks that you dread, the things you don't enjoy doing, the things that make your job hard or unenjoyable for you, okay? So we're going to pull those out. And then I'm going to help you boost the meaning behind those tasks so you have a reason to do them that's meaningful and significant to you. And then I'm going to help you make lasting change. We want to make this stick. It's not a quick fix. We're actually rewiring your brain. And so I'm going to give you some tips so you can create lasting change. And so this is really the work you need to do to create the changes in your life. Listening to the podcast is awesome, right? You get some new information, some new perspectives, but doing this work is what makes the change happen in your life. So if you want to get this download, go to thrivingnurse.com 
forward slash fall in love and you can pick up this free exercise. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. We're going to talk about three types of mindsets you can have about your job because your mindset is a powerful thing. A lot of times we think it's these outside factors of our job, the staffing ratios, our manager, our coworkers. We think those are the things that determine how we feel about our job. But really, it's the story you're telling yourself about it, the way you think about your job that creates your feelings about it. And that's all your mindset. And the awesome thing is that you are 100% in control of your mindset, right? You can think anything you want about your job. And so you can feel however you want to about it as well. So we're going to be taking a look at three types of mindsets people generally have about their job. And these come from Dr. Amy Rezanewski and her colleagues. And so I want you to think, what mindset do you lean towards? You might have some tendencies for each of them at different times. But I want you to think, is there one that you lean towards most often? And maybe it's not the best mindset that's creating the best relationship with your job. All right, so let's take a look at those. The first type of mindset you can have about your job is called a job mindset. So these are people who are working just for the paycheck. They just wanna go to work, do the things they need to get done so they can collect their paycheck to fund the rest of their life. And that's not a bad thing, right? We all need to pay our bills. We all want to be able to afford to do activities we enjoy, go on vacation with our family. Those aren't bad things, but that is the sole focus of their job for these people. When you have a job mindset, you don't find other meaning or satisfaction in your work. It's just getting the job done so you can take the paycheck and then enjoy your life outside of work. Okay, so they tend to view their job as a burden or as a chore. So as I was trying to think of a way to demonstrate this mindset to you, the thing that came to my mind was my little brother. When he was 17 years old, I remember being at my parents' house and he was staining the back porch in their backyard um, to get ready for one of my other sister's weddings. And he was out there staining the fence in the middle of July, so it was super hot outside, and he's just dripping sweat. And he just looked miserable. And he was ever so slowly bringing the paintbrush up the railing and down the railing. And if he had been racing a snail, the snail would have been winning. Like he did not look like he was enjoying it. He was not putting his heart and soul into this job. He just wanted to get it done because my parents were paying him to do it, right? So that's an example of someone having a job mindset. They don't love their work. They don't find joy or satisfaction in it. And they usually don't put their all into it. They just do what needs to be done, the bare minimum, the requirements, so they can move on. Okay? So this type of mindset, as you can imagine, isn't very rewarding. It's not very fulfilling. You don't look forward to going to work when you think of it as doing a chore. So we can do better, right? So if you lean towards that mindset, that's okay. Stay with me. We'll talk about how to get to one of these other higher more enjoyable mindsets. So the second type of mindset you can have is called a career mindset. So people who have this kind of mindset view their job as a stepping stone to a future goal. So let's say you're a bedside nurse, but you want to become a nurse practitioner. Then as your 
in your current position, you're going to be motivated to do well. You're going to see it as valuable experience because it's going to help you be an even better nurse practitioner once you get there. Maybe that experience is going to help you get into a program or help you get a job down the road. And so you see a lot of value in what you're doing right now, but it's not your end goal. So having a career mindset is more fulfilling than a job mindset, right? You feel like what you're doing is important and valuable, even though it's not ultimately where you want to end up. But because you know it's an important part of your journey and it's an important part of your process to get to where you want to be, you are motivated. You want to keep learning. You want to excel. And so you feel more satisfaction and joy in your work. You can see the value of it. But here's the thing. When we have a career mindset, we view that position as only temporary, right? It's not ultimately where we want to end up, and it's not where our ultimate joy is. We think, once I get to that place down the road, then I'll be happy, and so I value where I am now because it's a stepping stone to get me there. But you don't necessarily love the work in itself. How many of you have rented a house or an apartment before? When you're renting, your mindset's a little bit different than when you own a house, right? When you own a house, you want to do some projects. When my husband and I first bought our house, we painted the kitchen cabinets white. My husband made these beautiful wood barn doors to go between the kitchen and the living room. And you start doing landscaping and decorating your house. Maybe you paint it. So you put in a lot more effort, a lot more time and energy when you see yourself as staying there long term, right? But when you're renting, you don't do those things. Maybe you hang a wreath on the door. Maybe you hang up some cute family photos. But it's all stuff that can just be taken back down. It's only temporary. And so that's kind of the way people with a career mindset view their current job, right? It's only temporary. They don't need to put in a ton of work or a ton of effort to build relationships with their coworkers, or they're not going to volunteer to be on a council to try to make some big improvements on their unit because in a couple years they might not be there anyway. So it changes the way you look at your job when you're thinking it's just a stepping stone. So even though you find the work more fulfilling and you have more motivation when you have a career mindset, it still isn't the ultimate experience we can have with our jobs. So instead of viewing our jobs as a job, right, as a burden or a chore, or viewing it as a career, as a stepping stone to a future place, we want to see it as our calling. So that is the third type of mindset, a calling mindset. So people that have a calling mindset find joy and fulfillment in the work itself. It's not the paycheck that brings their joy. It's not getting to a future goal that brings their joy. They find joy in what they're doing because they see the greater purpose. It's part of their contribution to the world. I bet we could all think of at least a couple teachers we've had who have a calling mindset. I have had quite a few. I've had some really wonderful teachers. But the one who stood out in my mind today as I was thinking about this was my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Quinn. So Mrs. Quinn was as sweet and kind and wonderful as you would imagine any kindergarten teacher to be, but she went above and beyond. So not only did she make school feel really special, but on the weekends, she went and visited every single one of her students in their home. So she could get to know their family and see their hobbies and all of their interests. 
And so I remember being so excited when she got to come and visit my house. And I showed her my bedroom and all my books that I loved. I had a My First Sony. Did any of you guys have one of those? And I loved recording little songs. And so I played her some of the songs I had recorded. And I got to show her my dog, Brittany, who was half Malamute, half Gold Lab. And so it felt really special, right, to get to show her this other side of my life and feel like she really got to know me and that she cared about me. But she didn't just do this for me, right? She did it for every single one of her students. And so because we knew she loved us, that this wasn't just for the paycheck, right? That we weren't a burden or a chore to her, or even that we weren't a stepping stone for her to get to some future goal. We knew that she loved us, that she found joy in what she was doing. And so because we knew that, we loved her in return. She's one of those teachers that years later, you would go back and visit. I remember she loved frogs, like all the decorations in our classroom were frogs. And so in fourth grade, I won this little frog toy during a game we were playing at school. And I asked my teacher, I was like, oh, can I go to Miss Quinn and give this to her? She would love it. And other students were doing that exact same thing. So think how rewarding that must have been for Mrs. Quinn, right? She was putting her heart and soul into this job and loving it and then having all these fulfilling experiences where people were coming back to show gratitude and love and appreciation. And so that reinforced to her that what she was doing was valuable, that she was making a contribution in the world. So that's the kind of mindset we want to have. We want to have a calling mindset. That's the mindset where we're not only going to be able to make the biggest impact because we're going to be so much more effective in our roles as nurses, but we're also going to find so much more joy and satisfaction. And the cool thing to realize about these mindsets is it doesn't matter what kind of work you're doing. You could have any one of these mindsets. You could have a calling mindset, even if you're doing a job that most people don't think of as very glamorous or don't think of it as a job that is making a big impact in the world. Or you could have one of those prestigious jobs and still just have the job mindset where you see it as a burden or as a paycheck. So think about the hospital you work at or wherever you work. I bet you could identify people with each one of these mindsets. So maybe you know some doctors or some surgeons who view their work as a paycheck. They see it as a burden. They don't find that joy and fulfillment in it. But then you might have some other doctors you know who view it as a calling. You see them really taking their time with their patients, really caring for them, seeing the big picture of the work that they're doing. Or at my hospital, I think of this guy who's on the transport team who has a calling mindset. Being on the transport team isn't something we would normally think of as being this fulfilling, meaningful career. So what he does is he takes patients from their room down to MRI or to get a CT scan or to go do their stress test, right? So he's the person pushing them in their bed or taking them in a wheelchair to wherever else they need to go in the hospital to do some tests. So again, that doesn't seem super rewarding, right? But he has a calling mindset. He doesn't think of it just as bringing the person from point A to point B. He knows that this is an opportunity to connect with someone else, to help ease their anxiety and their discomfort, and to help them know that they're cared about and that they're in good hands. And so that really shows in his work. He goes above and beyond to take care of the patients, even if it's just 
for those 10 minutes. So that's pretty cool, right? It doesn't matter what type of job you have, you could have any of these mindsets. And I think this is why after many nurses get into the nursing profession for the first couple years of their career, we experience a lot of burnout, right? A lot of nurses feel like they were lied to about what nursing would be like because we think that the profession is rewarding in itself. We think we're doing such important work that we're always going to feel fulfilled and valuable. But then some nurses get into the nursing profession and they're like, oh, this isn't fulfilling. This isn't rewarding. It's not what I imagined. And that's because it's not the career itself that's fulfilling. The career isn't what makes you fulfilled. It's how you think about it. It's your mindset. So you can be a nurse and have a job mindset, or you can be a nurse and have a calling mindset. It's all up to you. But don't let it fool you when you think, oh, my job isn't fulfilling. It's not the job that's fulfilling. You make it fulfilling. Okay, so let's talk about how to do that. And don't forget, I have that free guidebook for you, the Fall in Love with Nursing guidebook, and that is designed to help you develop a calling mindset. So that's going to take this all way more in depth than what I'm going to teach you here. So if you want to grab that, go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash fall in love. And really, if you take the time to do that, it'll help you make those changes to get you to a calling mindset. But I want to go over some tips I have for you here about how to not feed a job mindset and how to move into a calling mindset, okay? So the first thing I want you to pay attention to is how you talk about your job, either just to yourself in your own head or what you say to other people about it. So if you pick up an extra shift and your coworkers are like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. You just worked three shifts and you're going to work again tonight. Instead of being like, well, at least I'm going to get overtime for it, right? If you say that, that puts the emphasis back on making money. It puts you back in that job mindset. So instead, try to find another reason you want to pick up this shift. Maybe you're happy to help out your team, or you really started to bond with some of your patients and you feel like if you were to be there, then it's going to help them have that continuity of care. And yeah, it might be true that you're excited to get that big paycheck that you wanna get that overtime, and that's totally fine, but think a little bit deeper about the bigger reason for doing it, the value and the contribution you're making, and that's gonna be way more rewarding, okay? So pay attention to the way you talk about your job because that's gonna create your mindset, and it also can impact other people's mindset. Last week I was at a class at my hospital, and the person that was teaching the class was saying, we're going to be making these changes, so hopefully we can all enjoy work so much more. And then she kind of laughed and was like, well, let's be realistic. None of us are going to enjoy working, but at least we can dislike it less. And when she said that, the energy in the room kind of drained. It was like, oh, there's no hope for us to love our job. It's just something that we have to do. We have to tolerate. And so that was offering people a job mindset right? That work isn't supposed to be fun. It's a burden and it's going to be a challenge. That it's not possible to love it. But what if we didn't believe that? What if we didn't talk about our job that way? And so I encourage you to be mindful about how you're choosing to talk about your job to yourself, to your partner, and to your coworkers. Are you one of those people who, when someone tells you, oh, today's my Monday, you go, oh, I'm so sorry that sounds awful. 
that is reinforcing to you that this is a burden, that this is a chore. And that other person, of course, it's up to them if they want to agree with what you say, if they want that to become part of their mindset, but you're offering it to them, right? You're saying, this is how I see it. And so you're giving them that same opportunity to choose to view their career and their profession in that same way. So just be mindful of that. Is that the way you want to talk about your job? Because how you talk about it is how you're going to feel about it. And ultimately, the way you talk about your job forms the relationship you have with it. So do the things you say reflect the type of relationship you want to have with your job? If you are saying those same things about a person in your life, what kind of relationship would that create? So think about near the end of your shift when you're like, oh my gosh, I only have 30 minutes left and then I get to go home. What if you were saying that about one of your friends you're hanging out with? If you were like, oh my gosh, I only have to spend 30 more minutes with her. I should get paid way more to spend time with this person, right? Like that isn't creating the kind of relationship you want. That's not a relationship that you're excited about or grateful for. And even if it's not always fun, right? You might have some people in your life that you find challenging, but you can still appreciate them for what they're bringing into your life. You can think, oh, I have so much I'm learning from this person. This person's helping me grow. This person brings this alternative perspective into my life. And you can choose to see your job in that same way. So just be mindful of how you talk about your job to yourself and to others, because that's going to create the relationship you have with it. The second tip I have for you is to view your job as your forever home. So I talked about with a career mindset, when we have that view that our job is temporary, then we treat it more like a rental home, right? We're not going to put in that extra care, that extra time and attention. But I want you to switch over and think of it as your forever home. So not like I'm stuck in this job forever. I'm not going to pursue my goals, even if it is still just temporary. I want you to treat it like a forever home. So my sister-in-law is really good at this. Her husband is in the military. He's in the Air Force. And so they travel around all over the country every couple of years. They're moving to a new location. She's got four kids. So they're picking up, finding new schools, finding a completely new community. But she treats each place like a forever home, even though she knows they're only going to be there a couple of years. So she gets to know her neighbors. She gets involved in the church community. She doesn't hold back from making friends at work. And so even though they only stay a couple years, once she leaves, it's not like, oh, I'm so happy to finally get away from this place. It was so miserable here. Instead, it's kind of bittersweet. She loves every place she lives and she makes amazing friendships there. When she moves away, she stays in contact with people all over the country because they have become such good friends in that short time she was there. But she's also excited for the next adventure, right? And so if we can see our jobs like that, where it's like, okay, I might not be here forever. This might not be my ideal career aspiration, but I'm going to treat this place like I'm here forever. I'm going to think about what kind of environment do I want to create? What kind of relationships do I want to have with my coworkers? What kind of policies would I want in place to give the best care I can to my patients and to make this a safe and pleasant work environment for me? 
So if you can get in that mindset, like this is my forever home, then you're going to treat it so much differently. You're going to put so much care and attention into it. And so when it's time to move on, again, it's not going to be like you're breaking the chains, getting away from this terrible job you hated. Instead, you're leaving one job you love for another job that you're going to love just as much. All right. So the last tip I have for you is to focus on the meaning of the tasks you're doing to make them meaningful to you. Now, this one is really the focus of the Fall in Love with Nursing guidebook. So I'm not going to go into it too deeply, but I'm just going to give you one quick example. So in my first job as a nurse, I worked on an orthopedics unit and I was constantly giving people pain meds, right? They just had a hip replacement or a knee replacement or spine surgery. So they were in a lot of pain. And I found myself getting kind of exhausted from always passing meds. That's what I thought of myself as. I was like, I am just a glorified med passer. Have you guys heard people say that before? Right? It's not really something that makes you feel like what I'm doing is valuable. And so if I were to boost the meaning behind that task, then instead of thinking all I do is pass pain pills, then I want to reframe that task in my mind to something that has more meaning to me. So one thing we know is that if we keep our patients' pain under control, they recover more quickly. So they might get discharged sooner, which means they're not spending as much time in the hospital. They're not at risk for all those hospital-acquired infections and other problems that can come from spending more time at the hospital. So instead of thinking, I'm just passing a pain pill, I could think, I'm helping my patient recover sooner and avoid all these extra complications. So that's more meaningful to me, right? I'm like, I'm behind that a little bit more. I'm a little bit more excited about that. But it still really isn't something that tugs at my heartstrings. I feel like I could do a little bit better. So I want you to try to boost the meaning to get to something that really is meaningful and significant to you. And so I could think that because I'm managing my patient's pain and they're going to recover more quickly, I'm going to make it possible for that patient to go to her granddaughter's wedding. Now that is something I can really get behind, right? That's something I'm excited about. That's an important goal. And if I can help facilitate that, then I see way more value in the work that I'm doing. So that's what I want you to try to do is reframe those tasks that you don't find fulfilling into a way that focuses on the impact you're making, things that you really care about and things you see value in, okay? And it might not even be true, right? Maybe my patient isn't trying to make it to a granddaughter's wedding, but I can believe that there is something really important to them, something that this is going to impact their life in a significant way because of the care I'm giving. And of course, it's extra fun if you can find a goal like that, if you can chat with your patients and find a goal that you feel like you're helping them get towards. But even if you don't identify a concrete goal, you can believe the work I'm doing is important and valuable, and I am increasing this person's quality of life. I'm giving them opportunities that they wouldn't have otherwise. So instead of focusing on the task, try to focus on the bigger meaning And find a reason to do that task that's significant to you. So to practice this more, you can grab the Fall in Love with Nursing guidebook at thrivingnurse.com forward slash fall in love. 
and it'll help you really shift your focus so you're seeing the impact that you're making as a nurse. And remember, you guys, a fulfilling career isn't something that just happens to you. It's something you create. And the way to create that is by developing a healthy relationship with your job. And that starts with your mindset, the way you choose to think about your job, the way you talk about it, the story you tell yourself. So let's decide what we want to believe intentionally and create that relationship on purpose. I hope you will choose to fall in love with nursing, that you will create a career full of joy and satisfaction and fulfillment. And I am so thrilled that I get to be part of that journey with you. So thank you so much for listening. I love getting to talk to you. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you later. Take care.